Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber, and this was a great show because one of our favorite bands came to hang out with us. <laughs> so I'm just gonna That's Amber's new song <laughs> for her band. I, I find that I sing a lot of stuff. You I don't sing know if it's because a I'm lot, a, dude. You sing all the time. I'm, you I you think a song out of everything around here. Maybe it's because I'm more alone. Because of Corona. Because of Corona. And so I just like talk to things. Like if, if I'm you watering do. a plant, I'm like, watering a plant. Blah. I'll be in my office working during the day and I'll <laughs> bacon, be listening. Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be listening and I'll be listening to a soundtrack of everything happening in the or, kitchen or wherever. Or some things are legit like, yeah, toast. But, oh, that's the new one. That's the new one. <laughs> yeah, toast. That's yeah, the new But that's an original. That goes back to like, um, what were those yeah, morning you're guys? Pens around I the just studio. dropped the pen. Why are you throwing uh, stuff around the studio? God, Mike you're and out of control. Who was that? Who were those guys that came up with that? Yeah, I, toast. I have no idea. They were like a syndicated morning show. I don't. I you don't, don't remember? No, I don't. Okay, well, unimportant. Someone out there listening remembers the song "Yeah Toast" from the syndicated show, morning show that I cannot remember. Yeah. Um. So the yeah, as Amber mentioned, uh, Devin, Brett, Mark, and Joe from the Mighty Paul Bear. Yes. Uh, were nice enough to join us here and have, you know, for a conversation and a chit chat, uh, more of a catch up thing for yeah. me. Cause they're, uh, we love those guys. We consider them dear friends of ours. Normally we'd see them a couple times. Normally. Yeah. We'd see them a couple times in a year, but yeah. not in 2020. Um, so we were really excited just to have, you know, to get everybody on zoom here and have a conversation. And uh, we mentioned great. this in the show, but what was kind of eerie yeah. was the very last show they did before well, everything melted very down. Last. They think that they were one of the last, pretty sure it was one of the last shows. I don't know. It was one of them said, I thought this, that might've been the last. Well, it was kind of up in the air. All right. Well, but one still, of the very last shows they did was here in Detroit. With us, with our band. With yeah. My band, with Scott's yeah. band. Yeah. And um, it was, that's kind of weird. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Well, and yeah, it just shows you the screeching halt that everything just yeah. kind of came to. Um, and we talk about that a bit. There's a, well, we talk about a lot of stuff. Um, you know, we've talked about this in the past and I'll keep it, I'll keep this very brief. Uh, you know, this is obviously a show circling around the fringe and the paranormal and the edge cases of what the human experience may be. Uh, but we think the, the art aspect of that, um, it, and what what uh, inspires people to make art has a lot to do with with the fringe and the weird, and that's why we like talking to people like the guys from Paranormal, uh, Paranormal from Paul Bear. <laughs> God, what's wrong with me? Like you just changed their name for them. Hey, yeah, yeah, guys. <laughs> you guys are called Paranormal. You're, you're called Paranormal now. Uh, <laughs> I'm but, surprised there's not a metal band oh, called that. Somebody Google it. They're somebody Google so it right now. Cheeseball. Too. All you gotta do is grab your phone. And, yeah. Oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings if they exist. They're they Paranormal, and they wear. The, they wear the leather they pants. They all wear matching black shirts. <laughs> well, no, they wear the shirts, the flame shirts. And they all cross their arms like Zach Beggins. Oh, dude, and they, yeah, and they, <laughs> and they all have goatees. Yeah. They all have to have goatees. Yeah. That's important. But the flame shirts, that's where it's at, I think. For, the affliction for the, for the, shirts. For the dad rock stuff. Yeah, dad to, rock. For the dad rock stuff. So, yeah, um, can't say enough nice things about, about the guys from Paul Bear. Um, yeah, that's it, man. We're going to keep this one really simple because it was a humbling night for us and... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Amber, do you have anything else to well, say? I, it's just nice to support your bands right now. Oh, because dude, absolutely. Musicians, just like a lot of other people during this time, are struggling, and Hard. a lot of their means of um, their income income are gone. I mean, and, and Paul Bear, for example, this is this is a great example of that because these guys dropped probably one of the, if not the best record, uh, at least to me. And Amber, for sure, in 2020, uh, it's a complete banger, Forgotten Days. Um, 
buy it. Go out and, and get it. And they just got on a new record label. They're they, a nuclear yeah, they, blast. They got a great new deal. I mean, these guys, it, it's it, the the future is theirs. Yeah, and, and then it's this, and this is yeah, and, and those ideas get explored too tonight. So um, the the best way that you can support your bands, obviously, right now, is buying merch. Buy the records if they have a buy Patreon. A, buy a Paul Bear has a Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. Um, join their Patreon, even if it's at the lowest level. You know, if you can only afford a dollar or the five dollar level, you know, do it because every little bit helps. Get involved. Um, spread the word. If you like to, if you have friends that like the, the same music as you do, you know, make sure to be like, hey, listen to this band. Go buy the t-shirts. <laughs> talk, talk just like <laughs> talk that. Like that. <laughs> talk just like that. Just get really weird with them. Scare them. Scare them into buying stuff. Yeah, scare you. <laughs> but yeah, you just, I don't know. It's just a nice way to be conscientious about. Um, all of the people that are struggling in various ways right now. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. we're very partial to Paul Bear because they're one of our all-time favorite bands. Yeah, and they're, they're, some on of my our top, they're some probably of my, my top five. Some of my favorite people in music, too. These guys, are they've always been <laughs> dear friends to us and had a lot of great times with these guys. So I'm really, I'm really happy we were able to talk to them tonight. And you guys, enjoy our conversation with the mighty Paul Bear. It's your backyard. We're by a bonfire. Our yes. friends are there. Yeah. Everyone has had a little too much to drink. That's where a lot of that happened. And in there's a new, there's something new coming through the speaker. Mm-hmm. And it's Paul Bear. Yeah. And rarely do I stop and ask you because I, I, we love no, metal, just, yeah. but a lot of our like interests don't always connect. Like Scott listens to like what I call spaz metal or just something that I don't think has good fire, like bonfire listenability. And then I'm sitting there. <laughs> it's not good at party rock. You're not good at party rock. And so okay. we're sitting there and I'm like, who is this? Who is this? Yeah. And you're like, it's Paul Bear. It's a new band. It's not a new. Well, they were not new. They were new then. Oh, they were new to they us. They were new yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. And so I love when bands create like an atmosphere in my head. I can go back to a better time when I first heard them. 
and better times is what we need to go back to because of the dumpster fire yeah. that was 2020. So thank you guys for joining us yeah, on Ghostly Talk. So obviously, all four of you survived 2020, and we do have to ask the obvious question. The elephant in the room, how, yes. How did you survive 2020? More bonfire, less trash fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, burned a lot of wood on my back, my back porch by myself. I burned a lot of effigies of uh, well-known politicians. That's uh, yeah. kept myself warm. Burned a lot of weed, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> burned a lot of brain cells. Well, yeah. If, yeah. if there was something that I want to point out... Burned a lot of calories. <laughs> okay. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> Sorry. That was good. No, you're cool. Uh, if there was something I want to point out that made 2020... Uh, a, a little bit better, well, a lot better, I think, was the new record you guys put out. Because even though 2020 was a year where, yeah, the the music industry pretty much got put on a permanent halt, and to this day right now, um, Forgotten Days did drop, and that was October uh, of, of 2020 when that came out. So I'm really glad that you guys were able to actually get that record out. I guess one thing I do, you know, we know how much of a dumpster, dumpster fire 2020 was, but I guess, you know, something off the top of my head, what's it like putting a record out like that when you can't even really tour behind it? You, I mean, the record came out, and I mean, I know a lot of people bought it, but what's it like going, okay, well, here's the record. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a yeah. record. Oh, uh, well, like- it's kind of it's weird just because, like, we went through the whole, uh, you know, like, promotional rigmarole that, you know, interviews and such. We we did those for you know probably two months solid, mm-hmm. and um, it was pretty busy doing all that stuff. And then just like whenever that kind of like petered out, eventually it's just like, well, uh, <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no touring. Like... Well, yeah, everybody likes it. Yeah, we we won't like see you this year. Yeah. Very like cognitive dissonance almost because. Uh, the entire record, like our like, uh, like a big concept behind it, at least from our like composition standpoint, was like, this is going to be our like summer festival album. Yeah. <laughs> we're, like, we're gonna, like go out and like, this is just going to be our our record that's like geared towards our like being a lot of fun to play live and like it, you know, something that we like can really like vibe on on stage and like t- still has all of the emotion and like heaviness but something that we it was legitimately like something that we were like gearing kind of around the live aesthetic and then for that to just be like <laughs> sort of you wow, know the, wow. the tablecloth like pulled yeah. out from under the the dishes sort of you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well, it was just it go kind ahead. of like a head spin, you know, just being like, well, the one of the main things about this that we were like really excited about is just completely off the table now. Yeah. And I mean, it's still, I mean, what's being put out there. And of course we all know how well the news does with stuff like this. I mean, now they're talking roughly, well, we're talking about fall. We, once we get this vaccine rolled out to everybody, we're talking about fall. And I'm like, oh man, I don't know. I don't, man. I don't think it's going to be this year. I, I want to be optimistic. I really want to be, but... I really want to go see a band play. I want to get out and do something. Um, you know, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I mean, but for, I know for the first couple months of this, 
I did kind of enjoy the solidarity. I kind of enjoyed the solitude of it a little bit and just kind of sitting around the house and not doing much. But and I'm not losing my mind like some people are at this point. But I think I am like, okay, I've this is not cute anymore. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I want to get out and do something. Has been lost at this point. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. The charm of like not really like having anything to look forward to doing. I mean, I know what you mean. It was, it was kind of restful and cool for a while, but it's definitely not, it's yeah, not cool anymore. Yeah, it was fun going, okay, well, all we really need, to, you know, there's no, there's not anything we can do. So, yeah, we'll just sit on the porch and drink beer, which is like, you know, yeah. kind of what you dream about. Like, all, all I want to do is just sit around and not do much, just chill yeah, nothing, out. Yeah, nothing being expected of you or whatever, you know, just being able to kind of like do whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, yeah, it has, like, the luster has worn off on that whole thing. And, yeah, it's it's time, but we have to wait. And, you know, Joe, you mentioned the the, the record, is, you know, the, the, newest, the newest record, Forgotten Days, and how I was geared as far as the songs. And when you said that, that really, that really made sense because, like, Heartless, the last record, which is phenomenal, uh, but it was a bit more dissonant. It was a bit more, I think I consider it a bit more spacey and psychedelic and stuff like that, whereas the new record, Forgotten Days, it does kind of have more, I, I hate to use the term straightforward, but the songs are a little more on the nose, and they groove hard, you know, I mean, that, which is all good stuff, but they are songs like every cut on there. They're all a banger live. I know I can hear them being played live and I can see myself, I guess, because that's all I can do now is <laughs> see myself watching you guys play and really getting into any tune that's on that record. And that's, those songs can all be played live. I think that's a, that's a really, yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> it's a total yeah. bummer. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be weird that like by the time we can actually like, follow through with that whole aspect of it it's going to be like at least two years years probably since the album was recorded you know like we recorded it in november of of uh 2019 so like it it's like so far away already now it's like so far away from when the the album was made that it like i don't know i like feel (laughs) it's just like weird like lost album almost i know yeah. literally some forgotten days i mean we we named it aptly because yeah true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true you know and on a smaller scale i i know how you feel because we had the play my little band thousand yard stare had the pleasure to play with you guys that was september of 2019 i think now if i can remember that far back uh-huh. and that was one of our last shows that we did before like Maybe I'm, I'm trying to remember what the very last one was, was. One of the very last ones, Hamtramck. Yeah, Hamtramck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was like if it wasn't the last one, it was maybe like the next to last one. Yeah, because yeah. Chicago got rained up, got like stormed out. Oh. Yeah, it was the last one. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. Oh, weird. Yeah, that's wild. Well, that's the same huh. thing that happened to us. We got a couple. We got a couple of shows in, and we just put out Benthic, that album that we were we 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 played when we played with you guys, right? And mm-hmm. we literally put it out a month before that. And I think we got you know we're not a touring band, obviously, but we got about maybe three shows in, and that was it. And the same kind of thing. I think it's this album that we're really proud of. Like I know, like you guys are with your record, and. Um, we're all kind of going, okay, you well. You can't show it off. <laughs> it's just kind of out there. It's and, like having a fancy car sitting in the garage. Yeah, if somebody hears it, somebody hears it, that's cool. Uh, and, yeah, that is a real bummer. Uh, 
and I think you, go ahead. Well, and you guys could have by the time they allow touring again, if this shit ever gets under control, you guys could be working on new material by that point, and then uh, like have uh, you have to have were. giant concerts like with double albums, like two hour sets, <laughs> three hour well, sets with are, intermission. We already have like uh, most of a, if not more than another album's worth of stuff. Oh god, so, yeah. So <laughs> I think I mean, well, maybe we'll get to record that before. We go on the road for forgotten days. It's possible. <laughs> That's the way it's going right now. It seems like, and it I think looks like it. Yeah. yeah, you know. And one thing I wanted to you know say about your guys's music. It's one of the things I think. You know, we we were thinking of things we wanted to chat with you guys about here, and. You know, I guess that's one of the things I guess we like about what you guys do. And, you know, we're friends, but we're fans also. And the the music across all the albums um, has this ethereal quality. And when I say that, I guess you really can't put your finger. I guess it's just what happens in my mind, right, as far as what the sound is. And, Amber, you might be able to help me with this, too. But as far as the sound itself, I mean, it just has that. I guess my favorite music is music that's very mysterious to me when I listen to it. And go, go ahead, Amber. Well, like I said earlier, it creates an atmosphere. There's something about it. And yeah. I think these, I think especially when you have a, a, a longer song, it lends itself to multiple parts that just kind of move your mind into different ways. And I think their, Paul Bear's music does that. And it's, I, I know I pulled a quote because I was stalking some stuff on the internet and I thought it was <laughs> great. Because um, I, you know, they get, obviously you guys get labeled as doom. And a lot of people will say, which I know we brought this up on our last podcast, that we went out, everyone went out for a smoke break in between, um, it was um, Baroness and was Paul Baroness, Bear. Yeah, yeah. And so there was Baroness fans, and then and then you guys had opened, and there was some like guy that's just like, oh my God, I'm going to slit my wrists. That was really depressing. Like yeah, he just had never heard that. you guys, and he was all whining and crying. And we're like, that's okay, go run in traffic then. And of course, he was standing all around a bunch of <laughs> Paul Bear fans, and we're like, mm-mm, mm-mm. You, that, don't, you don't get it, man. You don't get it. That is yeah. church. Like, yeah. look, you know, that's sacrilege. Don't talk to us. Go away. <laughs> and so there's a there's sometimes people, they get that experience where they're like, okay, that's not my jam. But for us, the music is energizing. It has a different effect on us. And I think because you guys really aren't like a doom band. You are, but you aren't. And the quote I stalked Joe on was he said, "We, I hope this is right, Joe, we consider ourselves to be a progressive rock band with some elements of doom metal in there. And I think that is a really great way of describing you guys, especially with the direction that you're going, because I feel like you guys play doomish metal like it's arena rock. <laughs> yeah, it's like sure. Boston, Boston, but doomy. Yeah, <laughs> pretty. Heard Kansas, Kansas with like, <laughs> like a lot. Most of our like a lot of our primary like songwriting influences are just like straight like seventies prog bands. Yeah, you know, but we also kind of come from a doom scene and kind of like the the Little Rock or just the Arkansas like metal kind of has a sludge doom background so that's just kind of like in our blood yeah and so yeah just the two of those stick them in a blender that's pretty much what we're what we're doing well and wake who's like you know like kind of one of the like progenitors of like arkansas metal i mean they as like sludgy and like evil sounding as they are i mean like the everything about the structures of the songs and the songwriting like is way more akin to like a yes song than I yeah. hate God or something like, or down or something like that. Or even like St. Vitus, you know, they, they, they pull in the like doomy influences, but like everything about it is like 
progressive as fuck. And I mean, that's kind of the stuff we like really cut our teeth on and wanted to be like in a lot of ways. I mean, those they're, I think like one of the greatest bands to ever disgrace (laughs) the the earth. So (laughs) no, our awakes fantastic. And I, I, yeah, they are, you know, you're saying that and you're a hundred percent right. Cause our our awakes, you know, and I always pronounce it Erwake. I know I've read an I read uh, an interview with those guys how they got their name, but it's basically from cough syrup, drinking too much cough syrup. That's how oh, they got their uh-huh. name. Yeah, that's how they Cute. got. It. So it's Erwake. But um, yeah. <laughs> the songs are very progressive, like that. You're 100 percent right. They're very involved. There's a lot to them, and they're very layered. So yeah, there's a hell of a lot to that band. They are fantastic. Well, they they go about it. They they play more notes to create like an atmosphere. Like you were talking about doom and atmosphere earlier. Like you can create that atmosphere with like, like kind of a simplistic approach and using very few notes. And we've done that before, but you can also achieve that atmosphere in like a progressive minded or more complex sense too. So like it, it can still be, yeah, there's an atmosphere and it's heavy, but there's a lot of ways to get there. I feel like. Oh yeah. They totally. also have a great sense of like tension and release, you know, they're, it's not just like constant blocks of, of sound, you know, they, they they have a lot of dynamics. So, you know, having the quiet sections really makes the, the heavy stuff hit a lot harder. And so like, you know, growing up and watching those, watching wake and some of the other like local bands play and have such a like great sense of like musical storytelling, I think really imprinted on us because I was like really into, to Prague and stuff before that but I was like these guys are doing you know progressive rock song structures but in this incredibly heavy way and I've still not seen too many bands that do it as as well as Wake well no one so, does. yeah <laughs> nobody they're, yeah. They're, 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 they don't really sound like anybody for sure they don't mm-hmm. they're, they are totally unique um, and, and go ahead and on record they're great and for years we've, we've hyped them forever and I think that one of the most important aspects of them for us that we were never going to be able to communicate is watching them live in their prime. Like their records are great, but in a live environment, it felt like a, a revival, like a fucking drug revival. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like some Jim Jones level <laughs> shit where it was like, actually I, there's a, <laughs> maybe not a great story, but like I, <laughs> I remember like one of the many years ago, like one of the times watching Wake, which probably I, I think probably entered into like having seen them at least a hundred times <laughs> before they stopped playing as much. But yeah, uh, I remember like our very, very first drummer who was only in the band for like maybe like two or three months and I like showed up to the wake show at the the main venue that was like the where all the like metal shows happened in Little Rock at the time. And like the main thing there was like PBR Tall Boys. That was <laughs> like the, the only thing that they had at the bar was like PBR Tall Boys, <laughs> Jägermeister, and then like like shitty whiskey. As far as I know, I don't remember. <laughs> anybody like ever buying anything other than that. So like we showed up and uh, (laughs) I think like we're probably already really drunk 
at the, like before the show even started. So we'd been pre-gaming for a while, but we like by the time Wake went on, I was just going to the the bar and buying like two tall boys and then just like sloshing the beer <laughs> out of the cans and like you and you and Dave were like slamming the, the tall boys against each other, just like, <laughs> <laughs> and the beers are flying everywhere. They're just slam the beers until they are empty and then go back and get more beers. And like, slug one of them and just explode the, <laughs> explode the other. After doing that, maybe like two or three times, like re upping on like the, like double fist beers. <laughs> I came back up front and this is like a packed show too. So I was like forcing my way through the crowd with these, <laughs> with these two <laughs> every time just to like immediately empty them, like maybe take one drink and then like empty them out into the air. <laughs> a full beer, a full beer like flew out of my hand when I went to like smash the beer with, uh, <laughs> and it like flew through the room and he hit another friend of ours in the face. Oh no. <laughs> and he had just gotten to the show. He like <laughs> welcome. He like he was like, working kind of a late shift at this liquor store that he worked at and he didn't he wasn't able to like get to the show until like maybe like eleven or eleven thirty PM or something. So he had just come in. He walked in, got a got a drink, and it was standing at the back, and then just got a fucking missile to the face. <laughs> Good missile, <laughs> like directly in the face. <laughs> like, got smacked in the head, and then also probably got covered with like exploding beer. As well. Yeah, he he just left. Yeah, like, <laughs> he immediately left. He's like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> time, like we hung out with him. He was like, "Man, really fucking sucked." I went to the wake show. As soon as I got there, I, I had I had like worked this like really long shift. I got there and I immediately got hit in the face with a fucking TBR tall boy. <laughs> Who would have done uh, something yeah. like that? Who would ever do that? That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. oh, did you ever admit it, Joe? Oh yeah, I did immediately. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was me. I'm glad you owned it. <laughs> <laughs> we had that. <laughs> Uh, we talked about this a couple of times, and I know it. it th- uh, this was 2020, wasn't it? Uh, we lost uh, Riley from uh, Power yes. Trip. Um, mm-hmm. There was a show here uh, where uh, Power Trip played, and it was at this small club in, in, in the Detroit area. And um, they oversold it because Power, that's, you know, those guys have been just get, until the unfortunate things that happened this last year, that band was gaining momentum after piece of momentum and this was just a sold out show at this very small club that they oversold and you just couldn't move it was well just, you and couldn't move plus they're extremely exciting riley was yeah, like a super charismatic front man yeah, and yeah, as soon as yeah. like they put on something like swing of the axe yeah the place just the place just like, comes apart what? lights up and we're so we're jammed in the crowd like on the side of the stage just trying to like just see something happen because you couldn't was- move and yeah sure enough i got so rowdy in there I thankfully it wasn't my face, but if it was another couple inches, it would have been my face. Somebody threw a beer can just like that, half full, and it blasted me right in the chest. And yeah, of course, exploded yeah. all over. And me, they were I'm swinging like, what the from hell, the, dude. They, they were actually legit swinging from the rafters yeah, in that yeah, show. Yeah, that was that was craziness. Like, so yeah, nuts. Yeah, it was, and that's. But R.I.P. It was, Riley. It was a, yeah, yeah, R.I.P. Riley. But yeah, that was uh, one of those situations too where you know. 
I don't know who did it. I don't care. But I was like, whoa, holy crap. This that, is nuts, man. N- this isn't this isn't anything bad. But that's one of the reasons as I've become more aged, I, I aged. don't I don't aged. like aged. <laughs> I don't like going to concerts as much because you're either like, you know, my health insurance isn't good. So I'm not going to go to the front. <laughs> I, I, people stink. Now we got, you know, uh, plague to worry about and all this stuff that just kind of like mm-hmm. you're like, I, I got to go. If I go to a show, it's got to be a band I really, really like. I always feel safe at your shows <laughs> because everybody's people- <laughs> too high to get into any like shenanigans. <laughs> exactly. Like everyone's mellow and just kind of bobbing their head. Every once in a while, there'll be like a super heavy part where like that one dude that's, you know, had, one had a couple lines in the bathroom yeah. and he comes like charging through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like that's, it's just, I, it's, it's a good show. It's a, you feel safe. You're, I mean, like, the worst case scenario, like maybe someone stinks if it's summer. That's the worst. Well, I was I was it, about to say yeah. like it might be it might be safer, but it definitely is stinkier. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. a fartier like craft beer crowd. <laughs> You're like right about like, that. Fartier. Well, one of the things I said here in Michigan, they banned smoking in clubs. What about maybe twelve years ago now, that's, Amber? That's a while. It's been about twelve years uh, where they banned cigarette smoking in clubs. Right? I don't miss that. And well, I don't miss that. In oh, fact, I really, I really I know like where you it. Go. I know where you're going. Uh, you know where I'm going. We, you know, long story yeah. short, we saw obituary play in a club down in Detroit here, and that was about that was we're in 2020. No, it was like 13 years ago. It was like 2008 we saw him play, and. Um, it was this was right after the ban, like you know, I'm, right, where they banned cigarette smoking. I'm like, well, this is gonna be really nice because you know, I, I'm you know, I couldn't deal with all the just millions of people. It would just mess me up by the end of the night. So we are in the club this night, and now there's a whole new thing because yeah, there's it, there's no like I mean the same thing you said, Devin. There's no cigarette smoke masking the farty craft beer crowd <laughs> it also is not masking the extreme bo some people have too and some guy a couple people walked by me that night and i was like oh my god dude somebody lit up a cigarette <laughs> somebody light a cigarette up man <laughs> i can't take this yeah. um but yeah that's you know that's that's part of that i guess and yeah um yeah it is pretty mellow you're right amber it, it, it is a, it, other than that it's a pretty safe show i yeah. think it's pretty yeah. cool. even when it's been well unless you're joe on stage and you whack yourself with oh your god man we're just we're, now we're just reminiscing we're reminiscing yeah now we're just reminiscing that was you do you remember that joe at l club yeah i somehow managed to like hit myself in the face yep. with the headstock yeah. during the show yeah for the listening audience and i'll keep this very brief we were seeing paul bearer play at a club here in detroit called l club and joe being joe I uh, was flipping out, being awesome, being Joe, and um, yeah, I think you just flipped up your, the headstock of your bass, and it cracked you in the eye. It started ble- bleeding profusely. It started bleeding on stage. So I I ran out. Nurse Scott. Yeah, Nurse Scott ran out and found the club manager and said, hey, uh, the bass player of Paul Bear is bleeding all over the place. Bleeding out. Can you, can you give me some Band-Aids? And oh yeah, no problem. And they grabbed me Band-Aids, and I ran up there and gave them to you, and you, you slapped them on your face, and... That lasted for about a half a song, I think. Yeah, then it was just a bloody Band-Aid flapping around. Yeah, as you were headbanging, there was just a Band-Aid flapping with your hair. And I'm like, okay, that, that, that didn't work yeah, too probably, probably a health hazard. <laughs> oh, well, now, oh my God, people will be flipping out if they saw that. Now, well, no, that wouldn't, they wouldn't know you'd be seeing that because there's no concerts. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. none of that will... Just be a, a strange that. bleeding man. <laughs> I've been 100% of that to the fact that when we got there, we found out that uh, there had been the like 
the secret like VIP like juggalo <laughs> like festival there. Like oh yeah, oh yeah. There had been that, and there was still the like like palette of ICP Fago in the green room. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were like I, like ICP balloons that were still <laughs> in the rafters of the club that were like falling during the set. Oh uh, my god! That all of that like combined into like giving me like so much like hyper energy that I ended up like blowing <laughs> myself in the face because of, of ICP the darlings of Detroit yes. <laughs> yeah that's uh that, that's our export thank yeah. you thank you for yeah. thank you world I have no I have a soft spot for ICP don't send us any thank you cards here we're cool speaking of cards oh, hey oh my god yeah thanks for I, I have to say this I wanted to make sure I mentioned yeah. this thanks for the Christmas card guys we got, yeah, we got the yeah. Christmas well, card from, we, you, from Dad. We, we, we have to tell everybody listening, especially if you're a fan of Paul Bear and you yes. just aren't aware that they have a Patreon. Go join their Patreon because if you join the Patreon, you mm-hmm. get exclusive access to Riff of the Week, which is where I look at not necessarily their guitar playing, but what's in the back of their rooms, like what's in their rooms. Oh, my God. Amber, <laughs> you're, let, you're putting all your cards on the table here. I'm Stop sorry. That. I realized I was yeah. doing that. I was like, oh, Devin has a, that nice guitar Picasso picture. And, oh, oh, well, Brett's got really cool posters, too. The room's painted black meat. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm being that creeper fan. <laughs> what's, what's not in the picture is what's important. Devin has, like, an original John Wayne Gacy painting. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. How did you acquire that? I was getting a uh, John Wayne Gacy tattoo. And the tattoo artist was like, you wouldn't happen to want to like buy one of his paintings, would you? Uh, and I said that I would. So that's how I got it. <laughs> My God. That's wild. Oh, okay. Well, um, so, yeah, I don't necessarily see that in the picture. You should, you should definitely, now you should add that. Like, I should put that on the Patreon. I don't know why I've never you thought should. to do that. Like, you should. I don't know. The yeah. Patreon people would love that. But it's, it's about doing something where we like have a, like, this was Devin's idea, like kind of like a show and tell thing yes. for Patreon where where we like just show off some of our like weird artifacts that, yes. we've, that we've gotten. That's what weirdos like me like. love. We love that kind of stuff. It's like a weird, it's, you don't always get that from, I think back in like the 80s, 90s with bands. I you'd maybe hit like pick up a magazine or something and that's that's how you learn about your heroes. Oh, yeah. And now yeah. with the internet and things like Patreon and YouTube and all this other stuff, you can kind of get these like more I don't know. Well, no, I think I think and you guys probably can can comment on this too. I mean, which is now going to be useful for well, what we're going into. Well, musically. we've had we've had 10 months of practice of this now for 2020 and I think yeah, it's very simple the the level of accessibility yeah, when it comes to bands um it, it's yeah, it's, it's a lot higher and it's a yep. lot different now and obviously you guys take full advantage of that with with a uh, with with patreon and stuff like that um and i mean how do you guys feel about that do you guys like that i mean as far as a philosophy do you think that's a good way to go about doing things now as far as playing music in 2020 and 2021 i think i it think is. it's it's okay. our effort to just like keep pushing forward you know like we put out a record this year. Like we started the Patreon. Like I think internally we'd talked about it. Like we just don't want to stop. And like, not that it's wrong to stop if like in the bands that aren't releasing, aren't stopping, but uh, it's, it's been cool. Like learning to video edit and all of this other stuff. Like it's pushed me to learn some new stuff, but I think more than anything, like, especially since we're kind of like separated by space, like we just wanted to keep, just keep going, you know? 
Yeah, and I, I think that like as we've continued to do it, like we found some aspects of it that are really cool. Like we did the live like Twitch, yeah, uh, like Q and A thing recently that I think we're gonna keep doing. Uh, that ended up ended up being really fun and was like kind of like a cool like virtual hangout with some people who like had a lot of interesting questions about stuff and it was like a lot there's something about it being in real time versus just people like submitting questions that makes it like a little more personal i guess and also uh we've done some stuff too where we've just done some polls on the the patreon about like what people would want to see in a merch item like what color should the shirt be like would you be into like it being tie-dye or like just on a black tee or whatever like and people being able to like interact with us and let us know like what they would be the most stoked about i think has honestly been a lot of fun instead of just kind of like throwing it out into the ether and being like all right well here's here's this you know i I think if you're a top tier patron uh we'll actually wear the shirt for a few days and you can get our our pit stains on it. Oh, that's it's great. That's sweet. That's so, oh. <laughs> yeah. so sweet. It's, 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 it's yeah. negotiable. We can get all sorts of shit on that shirt. Oh, God. <laughs> Depending on what you're willing to pay for. God. It's going to cost you. Well, I think there's one thing I've learned, um, you know, as the older I get and still being a part of music and doing things with music and being a fan and being a musician and whatever it might be, is I've I've learned that no matter really where you're at and especially in, you know, heavier music, rock and stuff like that. Um, I learn over and over again that everybody, everybody I meet, we're just a bunch of nerds. We're just a bunch of dorks that do this thing. And, totally. and really, and yeah, with this, you know, with the things we're talking about with Patreon and with this extended reach that bands have now and, and the extended reach that people have to bands. Um, I think a lot of us learn that. And what that does, I think is it does create, uh, even more of a camaraderie with, with you know, where you, there isn't that space, I guess we call it, that gap between the band and and, and the them. people. Yeah, us, and, yeah, and I hate to refer to it that way, but yeah, at one time, I think we can all, we've all experienced that where there is like that, okay, well, that's the band. Can't, can't, you know, <laughs> can't talk to them, got to leave them alone. Where I know you guys since day one, um, for example, we've just started talking <laughs> started chatting and chit chatting. And here we are sitting here on a podcast like eight or nine years later. So, um, yeah. you know, I think that's, that's a beautiful thing with that where, yeah, it is, it's a different scene now. And I, unfortunately, well, I guess if there's any type of silver lining to 2020, it is that it maybe with the lack of touring and live shows that bands were able to perform, maybe they were able to do things like you guys are doing to keep it going. Like you said, Devin, yeah. like we're not going to stop. We're going to find keep ways to keep, out keep this thing going. Um, so you get creative, you get clever. Um, and I, I think that's the thing to it is that there is now the gap is closing even more and more. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I think like to some degree, like community has been important to us like since day one, I mean, just coming out of a small metal scene in Little Rock where like everybody not only like knows each other, but like plays or has played in each other's bands and stuff. Like we were just kind of used to there being sort of this like sense of camaraderie. So mm-hmm. that's something I mean, hanging, hanging out is half the fun, you yeah. know? Well, yeah, just go to see, see your friends and see bands at the same time. It's like each, I mean, I guess like, Hanging, like seeing everybody is often as big of a draw 
to go to the show as the band themselves because I know I've gone to see like bands I'm not like super stoked about just because I know it's going to be a fun time, you know, because the people that'll be there. Yeah. Well, and that's sometimes like when we're playing, that's like why people are going. They're like, "Fuck the band!" But you know, <laughs> people are going to have some fucking baller ass weed there. <laughs> Like, on our end like there will be like can't wait to see this person like when we get to like whatever you know like we're it, like half the anticipation of the show is like seeing our friends like you guys you know what i yeah. mean like that that means a lot to us mm-hmm. so. no and that, and that you're right uh you that's guys like are- our dorky um convert or uh paranormal conferences we go to like we see all of our like our paranormal fellow too, yeah. paranormal nerds yeah, that, <laughs> at conferences around that, the U.S. <laughs> that turns into a dork fest. Yeah, yeah, that's a dork fest. <laughs> but no, that and that and, and, and it's just, but it's no different, really. I mean, you're you guys are 100 right on that. I mean, and I've done the same thing. You know, that is half the fun, Brett, um, is going and hanging out with people you know. And I've done the same thing. I'm like, ah, you know, I've seen this band a few times, like local shows we have, what well, we had here in Detroit. Uh, I'm like, well, I've seen this band a thousand times, but you know what? It'll be cool. I know there'll be a, a great people to talk to, and I may, why not see these guys play again, right? So it is the camaraderie, and it is that is half the fun, I think. If not, some nights even more than half the fun, <laughs> I guess. Sure. But yeah, yeah. It, it, it is a sense of community, I think, uh, especially now when when music needs it the most i think and i'm and i'm really happy especially you guys um are finding ways to kind of keep the things going like you said devin to keep it to keeping the thing rolling and um one thing i want to i want to talk about a little bit too if that's cool with you guys um you know we uh, forgotten days the record itself um, I want to talk about some standouts here, and I'm not going to go into some long things, but I just wanted to more or less uh, just mention, um, because, well, it made me think about this. Um, Devin, you mentioned earlier when we were talking about a band, like, like bands like Wake and stuff like that, that, you know, you can be really heavy, right, and still have a sense of melody and bring something to the table, right? And that made me think of the song Stasis from the new album, because that melody on there when I when I put the record on the first time to listen to it, right, and that song hit, I was like, dude, <laughs> that's a melody, right? I mean, of course, it's thick as a brick. It's a wall of sound, but that melody cuts right through the mix, of course, right? And, and I guess that's, is that an example of what you guys were talking about, I guess, you know, as far, because I didn't know you guys were such big Wake fans until tonight. Is that kind of where you guys were coming from with that idea? Uh, that's kind of just... Um... I guess I've had sort of an itch to write some like more rock oriented stuff. Um, so I think that was really, that song sort of in the same kind of like following the same thread as stuff like dropout okay. from a while back, just kind yeah. of trying to like write a super condensed pallbearer song. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, most of the time we have, you know, several minutes to flesh out all the melodies and everything. And we typically take, some time to build things up but you know when you're dealing with a three or four minute song everything is just kind of like compacted there so all the melodies really kind of explode on that song because there's you know there's not as much like build up like instrumental build up so it's just it's like mainlining the melodic aspect of everything okay the the quicksand of existing I think then based on what you're talking about kind of goes down that same, that, that same path. And I actually put it in my notes. I'm like, this is a real foot on the monitor type song. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's because because it just it does have that it does have that gallop to it a little bit right yeah um it's very rock oriented very you know very more on the nose i guess that's what that's how i'd say it right is that kind of same idea yeah that one was one that was like almost an exercise in like how simple can this get without mm-hmm. and still be like something that it like is a real song with like a verse chorus and like you know like i don't know it uh <laughs> it's a lot of the a lot of the song like came together in a remarkably short amount of time like I, I i think i wrote like most of the riffs of the song in like a span of like 45 minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i was like all right this actually all works i already had come up with the song title before and was like all right i'm gonna like write around this uh that yeah. and, and the song yeah, I remember title. when you Go when ahead. you said it it was kind of you were kind of like tongue-in-cheek about it you know but the <laughs> But it was so like, it's like, this is so dumb, but it actually is fucking awesome. You know, it's, it's so boneheaded. Yeah. Like it just really, it hits. I don't know. Kind of like the opposite of there's, I think there's a lot of stuff where like, at least for me, I like get like way too into my own head about the intricacy of the riff. And for that one, I was like, I can the like verse riff literally just be one note. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like and it worked. It is, yeah. And I personally think it worked. So it work. It works great. And it, and and it is a. I mean, it does. I mean, it's something that sounds a little different on the record. But it. I mean, it all kind of comes together. I mean, and you know, I don't. I think I know that's how I feel about albums. Still, I still look at an album as an expression, like from beginning to end. I know a lot of people, and I mean, I'm not going to do the get off my lawn thing for the kids, but it's. I think a lot of people they'll just hear a song they like and that's what they push put on repeat on spotify or whatever they're using right whereas i i listen to the entire obviously the entire piece of work and go all right well so this is what this was what the idea was this is the story i mean a record to me is like a book i mean it really is i mean it's a story that's being told i mean i know there's sometimes there's concept albums and there's not concept albums but i mean to me i think any album that's being put together being recorded in one plate like one space in one time right it is a story in and of itself. So no matter how different things can get sometimes, um, I think it all still is one story. You guys follow what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I, I think that the unfortunate thing recently with, because of Spotify, at least like, I guess in the like more pop oriented realm. Really? Uh, no, like albums are like 27 songs long or something like that. Like they've, they've people are trying to like milk milk the singles but yeah in general i i agree with you that like i think that uh i personally enjoy listening to albums like all together yeah like put out as a single yeah yeah i think like i exclusively listen to albums like straight through i it's extremely rare that I'll just like listen to a, a single song or I mean, I never make playlists really. I make playlists for like, if I want to inspire myself, like if I'm like, if I'm working on something personally, like musically and I like, I'll make like an inspiration playlist of stuff that I like want to like pinpoint certain aspects of, or to like get a like general vibe of sometimes also to like 
show someone if I'm collaborating with someone like kind of the vibe that I'm going for. I'll make a playlist of single songs, but mm-hmm. uh, and then also uh, working out. Got to yeah. have a playlist. Can't <laughs> listen to full albums if I'm working out. That's that is a like just like a no go. That's but a tough uh, thing to do. And I and I've made that mistake where I'm like, well, I'm going to listen to this new record while I'm working out, and that's just the stupidest thing you can do. It, you lose all yeah, the focus. It, it, it's no good. It has to be a playlist. It yeah. absolutely absolutely has to be a playlist, and it has to be on shuffle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they have to all be bangers, and it all has. Yeah, that's order every time. <laughs> Otherwise, like the the motivation goes away. It does. Just put on. You just put on down with the sickness like twenty five oh, times God. in a row. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> No, and I, but I agree, Brett. It's, I mean, I'm, I, I'm with you too, Joe. I, I have a couple of playlists of stuff. Like I just, you know, I'm going to put all these bangers in one spot. So when I, yeah, like I said, when I go out to work out, I have something to listen to, but I have a real, I, I really gravitate towards sitting down and listening to a whole idea, you know, a record from Mm -hmm. beginning to end. And it's an adventure. I mean, when I get some downtime, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to pull this guy out. And that's what's exciting about music to me still, I think, is being able to grab that record or whatever it is and go, okay, I'm going to listen to this entire thing. And it is like reading a book. It's a story. I think that's fantastic. Totally. That's the way to do it, I think. Yeah, it's it seems like commercially, I guess, it's, you know, like Joe was saying, it's going more towards like focus, like single focused, the um but I, I don't know. I think the album is is not dead. You know, no. as an art form, there's something pretty compelling to me about crafting a set of songs that works. You know, as almost as a single piece. I'm still like chasing chasing the like dark side of the moon dragon. You know, like <laughs> that, it's such a such a perfect flow. You know, yeah. Each song is distinct from one another, but if you listen to that album, it still feels like a continuous like. No, it you know, it feels like music. one. It feels like a machine, like one machine. I mean, and it is. It is a sum of its parts. But I know exactly what you're talking about because I've listened to that album so many times. And it just, yeah, it just all make. It's like, I guess the idea for me would be like they those riffs, those movements, those structures just belong together. Well, and this new yeah. this new album kind of has like all the feels because this was the first Paul Bear album. That when the single Rites of Passage dropped on Patreon, yeah, right of Passage. I got yeah. the link on my phone and I'm like, oh, a new Paul Bear song. Yeah. And I listened to it. And when it got like to the chorus, I started crying. <laughs> and That's for real. And it's, I was like, oh, my God. Like, and plus we were going through like we were losing our cat at the time and stuff. And then I find out that really there was a reason why I probably burst out crying because, Joe, you wrote this about your mother. Yeah, I mean that. I, I assume writing a song like this is sort of cathartic, um, and then it's probably interesting to see how other people kind of interpret that song and internalize it um, when you release something like that. Yeah, I mean it's a little more. I mean, it, on the nose has been the, you know the the catchphrase for this episode, I guess. But I mean, yeah. I, I I tried to make it. A lot of the the lyrics that I wrote on this record. I tried to be a little more at face value than I have before and let it kind of be a little bit more of a combination of like confessional and conversational, like with my mom who had as of 2019 when I was still 
writing the lyrics that that, it, that had been 10 years since she passed and i like you know i i felt like there was like some level of synchronicity and the fact that we were working on the record then and i was like i i really like haven't taken a step back to like deal with this you mm-hmm. know like in the grieving process like the band started when that was happening like when she was still like terminally ill and it just kind of had been a whirlwind since then so mm-hmm. i you know i i just decided that i was going to like actually try to like sort of like face it head on and not beat around the bush with it and like shroud it too much anymore so yeah i mean i i don't know i'm i'm yeah, still yeah. sort of dealing with it but i yeah. feel like i was able to put some of my feelings about it and like my i guess growth in that area into the songs mm-hmm. now and, and being like one of the one of the ones in particular that is a little more conversational than the rest that's sort yeah. of like me like talking to her instead of just talking to like an empty void, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's and and I think you did a beautiful job with that song because for a song to suddenly have an, an instant emotional impact on just randomly, like I was probably making bacon or something, and then I'm like, <laughs> like where the hell did that come from? Oh my god, you yeah, know. It's... But and those are the songs you don't forget. Those are the songs that you know live on and end up becoming something under their own instead of just well, a forgotten yeah, song songs, on an album. There are songs that stick, you know. You know, and and that makes me think of a, you know an interesting idea too, and I. I've thought about this a lot, and I mean, Amber, that's an example for you, but I mean, I'm wondering what you guys think about this, like, you know, music itself, I'm talking about just music as an art form, do you think it has the power to heal like that, or or even maybe change a person's mind, you know, on a chemical basis, do you guys think that music really does have that kind of power? Well, sure, I mean, in the same way that, like, sometimes a song will just, like, really hit, and it just, like, fits your mood, and you know, you'll just be really, you know, taken away from wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but other times you'll listen to the same song and, it, and it's just doesn't feel right. You know, you don't want to listen to it. You put it on. It's like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't the mood that I'm in. I think that like in the same way, music can be like reflective of your current mood, but it can also like affect your mood and make you feel a different way. Um, so like, when you happen upon a song that just hits in the right way at the right time, that can be pretty magical. Yeah. You're, you're hundred percent right. I know one of them for me, for example, and I, I spent the summer listening to this guy and it's an artist named Benjamin Todd. He's a, he's a folk singer, like, you know, like bluegrass folk singer, uh, plays in a band called the lost dog street band also from, uh, from Nashville. Um, and this guy just, there's something about his voice that I spent the summer listening to. And it took me through some pretty weird territory also. But now, you know, thinking about what you said, Brett, uh, my buddy, I turned my buddy on to this guy and he listens to him all the time. And he'll come over here every once in a while. You know, we'll, we'll be listening to music. He's like, hey, let's listen to some Benjamin Todd. And where I'm at now, I'm like, I don't want to listen to that right now. It, yeah. I mean, I love his music. It is amazing. But it, as of right now, it hurts because it reminds me mm-hmm. of things. It, there's things attached to that that music now 
and it bums me out because I really like his stuff. <laughs> but but it, it is it's it's attached to that, and I have a hard time listening to it um, without. Honestly, I'd probably break down because I have. <laughs> oh yeah. So I mean, especially music that helps you through hard times that you really connected to during those periods. You yeah. know, you'll listen to an album or an artist like over and over, and you know you have like a deep love for it, but then you know it's not something you want to you don't feel compelled to listen to it whenever you're in a good mood or, you know, once that time has passed, like there's albums like that for me, you know, that I adore, yeah. but like, I can't listen to very often just cause there's memories attached to it or, you know, it, it's representative representative of like a headspace that, you know, I strove like I strove to uh, get out of yeah. at the time, you know? And sometimes that music, like, honestly, it will like, make you like even more sad or despairing or whatever. Like it like feels good to, to like go even further. Yeah. It's been stuff like that. Like right. I, I remember, uh, this is kind of like a, a weird, like, I don't know, like a few years, like this is a long time ago now, I guess it would have been like probably almost 10 years ago. We ended up, uh, we played a show in Houston and then, uh, <laughs> I know this make a little dough. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up staying at, uh, some friends of ours, like illegal tattoo studio that, <laughs> that they had. Uh-huh. And, uh, they put on this, uh, Towns Van Zant cover, CD that it was like scratched, it's like a dog. It's like it had been <laughs> buried by a dog. I mean, it, <laughs> it was somehow the CD was like completely destroyed, except for the Lucinda Williams cover of Nothing. Oh man! <laughs> and we were on mushrooms. All <laughs> the other songs on the CD, like, would randomly, like, skip and, like, just, like, sounded completely insane, but then it would, like, that song would play, and it's, like, the saddest. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, somehow, like, takes the Towns Van Zant version and, like, takes it, at, like, a million light years into, like, like despair world, <laughs> even more. It's, and, it's also, like, very ethereal, like you were yeah. saying earlier, Scott. It's, like, yeah. it, it's very, it's, like, lighter than air, but also thematically, like, heavy as lead. So it it's just like this really, floating. Yeah, like, really despairing and, like, super ambient, like, slide guitar in it that just, like, totally, like, is this, like, wavelength of sadness through the whole song. And, like, I... I that so like we would be like talking you know like kind of being in this like euphoric moment and then the cd would be like yeah there's a there's a a willie nelson song that that cover on there that would go like like it would you know be playing and you could get the gist of like the tune i'm not sure i can't remember what song it was what town song it was but and then it just, it just, it just like she would like a little note or something, <laughs> and then like come around to the like Lucinda Williams nothing cover, and then it, it would play that one in full. So it was like this, like super, like like 
clownish like high point and then just like drop you into soul crushing like yeah it was it was a weird experience because i mean we were all tripping and so you know somewhat incapacitated we were all just kind of like stuck to the couch and so the cd was just playing in full like on repeat and so like all the song like the, the songs would play with varying degrees of success so sometimes you'd hear like most of a song but a lot of the the skipping we were just like laughing uncontrollably <laughs> <laughs> and and then that song would come on we and we'd all just be like get really quiet silent, listen to the song and then the next one would come on and be like <laughs> <laughs> we'd start laughing again that uh that that lucinda williams version of that song has stuck with me for a really long time like i mm-hmm. like in in some of my <laughs> lowest points since then, God. that's been one of my like go tos because I like I don't know it's like related to that. Yeah. And since then, like it's just there's a, there's a truly like mournful quality to it, but it's still like really satisfying. Kind of like there's something about it that like sort of like buttresses up the spirit, even though you know like it feels like you're really down. Like it's still like all right. Yeah. You know, well, this is a little bit of support. What you said, Brett, that really struck a chord. You know, light as air, heavy as lead. Um, that yeah. that really sums up a lot of music. I mean, I I think that sums up a lot of music that I truly love. Is you know, it has that, like you said, that that ethereal quality to it. But you know, it's got that heaviness on your heart, and it just goes to show. And I've been saying this for years, um, you know, heavy is not how thick the distortion is on the guitars, it's it's how it makes you feel. And that can totally. that can cross yeah. any genre of music. It don't have to be rock. And there's stuff that I've heard that just just squashes there's, me. There's heavy pop songs. Yeah, there is. There oh, really sure. is. It's just, it just how it makes you feel inside. Yeah. Amber? Um, I just I gotta say because and then I'm gonna I'm gonna make us more perky right now because I want to I want to tell Joseph how awesome Hosiana Mantra is. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I've been cruising around uh, back and forth to work with that in the car, and I feel like I'm in like a future that hasn't happened yet. Like I'm in <laughs> 1988, but it's in you know 2060. I've always loved synth since I was a little kid. It's always been something that has stood out um, mm. since part synth. I can't talk synth synth, 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 synth synth parts of oh, I can't say that whatever that parts of I'm stopping I'm stopping <laughs> what the going. hell keep going what the, the, the hell synth, just happened I just synth, had a stroke the, you had a stroke what are words God synth anyway word. synth part I love synth parts to songs mm-hmm. um I just I always have and I'm trying to, I need to get one like I've never had one I, I had like a bad Casio keyboard when I was little and that oh, was like yeah. the extent oh, of that's my that's where it came from because that's the synth. new talk around the house here guys is oh. I've been I've been <laughs> I've been there's been a new campaign here at the headquarters campaign. for hey hey Scott we should really get a synth here <laughs> we should really get a synth so I think I know where that came from now thanks Joe <laughs> there's been a better time to get into it like there's there's more options that are capable and affordable than ever so yeah. well and i just that's want what like that's what i've been doing with my quarantine you know yes it, it's a great way to stay busy you know it's mm-hmm. well and i just want like the juno like the rolling juno like a little something that does a little bit of everything that's it like it's nothing big well, those are like three grand now but they're sick the juno 60 is like one of the best all-time like workhorse synths you can get one of the one of the Roland boutique versions though for yeah 
reasonable price though. Yeah. It really it really does like if you're not like a, a total snob about it, it, it mm. is like ninety nine percent of the sound. So mm-hmm. yeah. it does sound pretty sweet. Uh, we may uh, be coming to you guys for some more advice on that down yeah, the road. Yeah, what one do I get? Because there's a campaign going on in this house, as I said, <laughs> uh, for a synth right as we speak. It's like it's happening. There's like there's yeah, it's happening as we speak. Well, I, I like playing on keyboards like that because I've I've played the piano for since I was like eight, and but there's something about picking a different sound on a keyboard that suddenly changes your perspective on what you want to write and how the song's going to sound and where it goes just from sound alone. And when I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there playing a standard piano or something, you're just like, eh, okay, it's always the same sound, cool. I mean, you can come up with a melody or something, but there's something that that electronic music does to my head that changes everything when you're working on something or just the again like atmosphere. Where do the where do the podcast? Um, how you yeah. feel? But yeah. no, congratulations on this album because I think it's really really good. And plus, I have to say. The, further promote the patreon account if you go to the patreon account you can also download one of the uh non-released remixes of what song was it and ashes what one was it it was ashes it's, it's given to the grave yes. oh, given to the grave oh yeah right. it yeah, was, was ashes from a while. now that was I think so ashes is on there too yeah, i thought ashes was on. i think that was it a is. while ago yeah the, re- and, the redo of ashes but the given oh, to the grave redo. one i could like i could listen to a whole like remix album of all of their albums done in that synthwave style. Like I love it. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about doing that, uh, and I, I'm sure there will be more <clears throat> versions that come out. It's just unbelievably time consuming. To yeah, do <laughs> that that uh, just the given to the grave Redux thing. Like between myself and Brett, probably took like like two and a half months. Wow. Wow. So, it, it, like, that's that's the simpler that's like that's one of our simpler songs too so like trying to turn some of our more complicated stuff into like a synth version would be a hell of an undertaking yeah. but could, we might be able to like well come up with like a different different workflow on it 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 like was sort of an experiment to a degree but yeah it was like it ended up being like twice as long as like any one of our albums took to record. <laughs> That's nuts for one. On song. the other hand, the Ashes one took like I did in I did in like one like nine hour stretch. Oh really? But that's yeah. That's fantastic. But it was uh you know that that wasn't like a a huge reimagining of the song. It was just kind of like slightly mm-hmm. different. Well, and what? The, oh, go ahead, Brett. Oh, so the given to the grave one's pretty pretty different than the original. Oh, it's though. so good. I've had that. I've actually put that one on repeat. Just put it on repeat. Just doing stuff like drawing, painting, doing whatever on repeat, like six times in a row. Where I'm like, oh, okay, I got to change the song. Next Paul Bear song. <laughs> but I, I, the, the one thing that triggered all of this talk back in the, when we brought up the Patreon, I do have to mention this. Yeah. That just like three days ago, three days ago, mm-hmm. I go get the mail yeah. and I'm like. The no, one, I, I the said, one time I look at a postcard that I get. Yeah, we said that. I earlier. know, but we didn't. I didn't mention it all the way. Oh, okay, all right. I get this adorable postcard that says "Seasons Grievings," and it's got like a skeleton <laughs> with COVID and a mask. He's 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 actually you know he he wears yeah. his mask, and then I flip it over and I'm like, oh my god, how cute! It's a Paul Bear like Christmas card. Devin hand wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Um, for being uh, part of their Patreon, and I will say it's the first time I probably looked at something like. Like a skeleton, seasons grievings, and was like, "Oh, it's precious. <laughs> this is so precious." But that's one of the perks we were saying earlier about yeah. like 
supporting your bands yeah. during this time. Get out there, join their Patreon, buy their yeah. albums, spread the word about them, make your friends buy their stuff. Yeah. You know, do everything you can mm-hmm. um, until we get through this. So yeah, yeah. big time. And guys, um, I want to thank you personally, uh, all you guys. Um, I mean, and you guys are all here, uh, Devin, Brett, Mark, Joe. Thank you so much for taking some time here to talk to us tonight. Um, I'm really glad it's been, if anything, it was great to catch up with you guys a little bit because it's been a while since we all hung out. Yeah, man. It's good to hear from you. Yeah. And hopefully hang out for real. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm hoping, I'm hoping someday here, this thing, once the world change, I hate the, once the world goes back to normal. Yeah. Right. It's 2021. (laughs) It's like just adding fuel to the dumpster. 2021 isn't starting out that well all around. (laughs) No, Um, No, not really. No, not really. (laughs) But yeah, I, my sentiments exactly though, guys, I hope that sometime in the near future, uh, we can all be in the same room again uh, and hang out and have a beer and watch you guys play. Uh, Hopefully that's going to come sooner than later. I hope so. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Ghostly talk!